G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It's Tuesday and on a Tuesday we do love to catch up with the latest breaking news headlines as they come out of the nation of Israel and the broader surrounding Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines overnight once again. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's talk about the headline regarding Israeli elections and uh, Israel has prevented a election by delaying a budget deadline. How does that all work? Yeah, the budget deadline extension bill passed just ahead of last night's 11.59pm deadline, temporarily ending the political crisis and preventing a November election from being initiated automatically 100 days after the government's formation. The one change made in the bill was that instead of 100 days, the deadline was extended by 120, ending on December 23. If the budget is not passed by then and an election would be initiated that night, it would take place on March 23, four days before the Passover holiday. I must say I don't see too much unity in the unity government. Okay. Hey, last week, Ron, we were talking about the diplomatic ties that had been re-established between the UAE and Israel, and there was speculation other nations might be joining that sort of diplomatic relationship. Now, the US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo will push for deepening ties between Israel and Sudan during his Mideast trip. What are the headlines saying? Yeah, Pompeo is travelling to the Middle East and Africa this week and will meet with Sudanese leaders in order to push for closer relations between Sudan and Israel. The State Department issued a statement saying that Pompeo will travel to Israel, Sudan, Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates, including a meeting with Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu, where the two will discuss the Iranian threat. In Sudan, the Secretary will meet with Prime Minister Abdullah Hamdok and Sovereign Council Chair Abdul Fattah El-Bahan to discuss continued U.S. support for the civilian-led transitional government and express support for deepening the Sudan-Israel relationship. Sudan has sent mixed signals about rapprochement with Israel over the past week, with the Foreign Ministry spokesman saying an accord was imminent but quickly followed by an official denial and his dismissal. Pompey's trip follows the historic announcement earlier this month of normal normalisation between Israel and the UAE. Ron, something that I know that anyone who's a bit of a history buff of the 20th century will appreciate significantly, and that is the Israel Air Force has entered German airspace for the very first time in history. What's the headline here? I was really moved by the reports in the Israeli media. They said in the early 1940s, no one would have thought this could be possible. People wouldn't have believed there would be a Jewish state with an Israeli air force. 
observing the Israeli Air Force fly through German airspace, they said, was amazing. They flew over the concentration camp Dachau. They also flew over Thurstenfeldbruck airfield as a tribute to the 11 Israeli athletes murdered by Palestinian Arab terrorists during the 1972 Olympics. Reporters declared Israel, a nation the world would thought would be broken and shattered, just proved they were anything but that. The Jewish people do not give up, they said. They push through the most difficult times and create something better. The Israeli media called this event the Great Revenge. Wow. Okay, let's move on because there was a very significant story emerged recently where a very famous church in the nation of Turkey was uh, forcibly uh, changed into a mosque. Uh, Now there's another church that's also likely to be changed into a mosque. What's the story here, Ron? Yeah, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has ordered a second ancient Christian church to be turned into a fully functioning mosque just one month after a similar decision to prepare Istanbul's Hagia Sophia for Muslim worship. The 700-year-old Korea church, which was repurposed as the Korea Museum in 1945, will be converted into a mosque and open for worship following a presidential decree. Last month, Erdogan announced the opening of the Hagia Sophia to Islamic worship after Turkey's top administrative court, the Council of State, ruled that the building's conversion to a museum by modern Turkey's founding statesman Ataturk was illegal. It seems like Christianity is not really popular in Turkey. And I did hear, Ron, uh, some of these sorts of moves are designed to be a distraction while there's all sorts of economic challenges that are going on in the nation of Turkey. And so if uh, you do something that appeases or ignites uh, the religious majority there, uh, then you somehow or other have distracted people from what some of the issues around economics are. Any any thoughts on that sort of... No, that's exactly right. Uh, there's a lot of problems domestically in Turkey, and uh, the president makes all kinds of headline-seeking events to distract. Uh, it's a bit like Nero watching Rome burn. Mm. Hey, let's come to uh, what I think is a, a good news story, Ron, and that is of a new school program helping students to find their Jewish identity in biblical Jerusalem. What's this one about? Yeah, I love it. Starting this September, more than 35,000 Israeli students and participants in IDF prep courses will take part in two City of David projects supported by Genesis Philanthropy Group. They will help them explore their Jewish-Israeli identity through an active encounter with ancient history. The Digging for Identity program is a four-day journey for Israeli 10th grade students, which includes taking part in an active archaeological dig, experiential tours, hikes, encounters with various personalities, processing sessions, and group-building activities. Natalie Schneiderman, Director of Global Grant Making, said the unique atmosphere of the City of David, where biblical history is recorded in stone, should be very conducive to our mutual goals to help students and young Israelis develop an understanding of Jewish culture, heritage, and our national identity. Doran Spielman, Vice President 
of the City of David added, rather than simply hearing about ancient history, they walk in the footsteps of history, touch the stones, excavate, going back in time thousands of years. We're extremely grateful to Genesis for partnering with us in uncovering the biblical truth of the nation of Israel. Hey, I've got to ask you this, Ron. Uh, While you're talking about those school students who will be looking to find their Jewish identity, now we know there's an Old Testament and there's a New Testament and there are going to be different sites that are important to the Old Testament or to the New because if we're Christians, we go there and we're wanting to see all of those sites that are about Jesus and walking the streets of Jerusalem. But I imagine that for Jewish school students, uh, they might be trying to avoid the Christian sites and only go to the Old Testament sites. So how does that go? Because you lived in Israel for many, many years. A lot of Jewish people must be very familiar with the New Testament Jesus historic sites as much as they are with the Old Testament. What are your thoughts around that? Well, I just spoke recently at an online church about the Via Della Rosa, uh, the crucifixion of Jesus and the march towards Calvary. And to me, it's a miracle that uh, what Jesus did is declared in the very center of Jerusalem to anyone that walks down that area. And many tourists do, and many locals do. And what excites me about this project for the students is we pray that they uncover the biblical history of the times of Jesus and his disciples, because the evidence is there, and it may lead them to the truth. Well, powerful things for people who live in a city, in a nation, where these sorts of historic sites are right there under their noses. And uh, you've got to be able to say uh, that God has his ways of revealing Messiah, uh, not only to those who are Christians, but no doubt also to those who have that Jewish heritage Uh, Ron, wonderful insights once again today. Thank you so much for scouring the headlines and bringing us all up to date. Thanks for being with us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.